0: You're listening to the podcast of Real Life Church. We love, we live, we relate. All right, awesome. What a beautiful morning. So good to have you back, my bad. Cool. So I ministered last week out of uh, Song of Songs. I'm going to be uh, preaching out of the Gospels this morning. It's going to look at three portions of scripture. If you want to turn to Luke chapter number 11 and then maybe keep your finger at John chapter number 11. I just want to start off just with just a little section out of Song of Songs again. Song of Songs chapter number 8. I love this. This just so stirs me. <clears throat> it says "Yeah, If only I could show everyone this passionate desire I have for you. If only I could express it fully, no matter who was watching me, without embarrassment." It's just so powerful. And there's one lady who did this so well and demonstrated so well in the Gospels. And I actually want to just have a look at her life. Her name's Mary of Bethany. And I think there's so much that we can learn from her. And uh, so, out of Luke chapter number 11, on verse 38, it says As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. They came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the Master absorbing revelation that he shared but Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests so she interrupted Jesus and said Lord don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself you should tell her to come and help me and the Lord answered her Martha my beloved Martha why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She's undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. Let me just turn over to John chapter number 11. am going to read from verse 1 going to read all three portions of Scripture and then I'll I'll come back and just make a couple of comments on each. So verse one says in the village of Bethany there was a man named Lazarus and his sisters Mary and Martha. Mary was the one who would anoint Jesus feet with costly perfume and dry his feet with her long hair. One day Lazarus became very sick to the point of death so his sister sent a message to Jesus. Lord Our brother Lazarus, the one you love, is very sick. Please come. And when he heard this, he said, This sickness will not end in death for Lazarus, but will bring glory and praise to God. This will reveal the greatness of the Son of God by what takes place. And now, even though Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he remained where he was for two more days. And finally, on the third day, he said to his disciples, Come, it's time to go to Bethany. But teacher, they said to him, do you, not, do you really want to go back there? It was just a short time ago, the people of Judea were going to stone you. And Jesus replied, are there not 12 hours of daylight in every day? You can go through a day without the fear of stumbling when you walk in the one who gives light to the world. But you will stumble when the light is not in you, for you'll, you'll be walking in the dark. Verse 11, then Jesus added, Lazarus, our friend, has fallen asleep. It's time that I go and awaken him. Let's jump down to verse uh, 17. When they arrived at Bethany, which was only about two miles from Jerusalem, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Many friends. Mary and Martha had come from the region to console them over the loss of their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was approaching the village, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. And Martha said to Jesus, my Lord, if only you came sooner, my brother wouldn't have died. But I know that if you were to ask God for anything, he would do it for you. And Jesus told her, your brother will rise and live. She replied, yes, I know he will rise with everyone else on the resurrection day. Martha, Jesus said, you don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection and I am life eternal. Anyone who clings to me in faith, even though he dies, he will live forever. And the one who lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Then Martha replied, yes, Lord, I do. I've always believed you, are the anointed one, the son of God, who came into the world for us. And she left and hurried off to her sister, Mary, and called her aside from all the morning her the master is here and he's asking for you so when Mary heard this, she quickly went off to find him for Jesus was lingering outside the village at the same spot where Martha met him and when the friends who were comforting Mary saw and noticed how quickly she ran out they followed her assuming she was going to the tomb of her brother to mourn we finally found Jesus outside the village she fell at his feet in tears and said Lord if only you'd been here my brother would not have died and when Jesus looked at Mary, who he saw her weeping at his feet and all her friends who were with her grieving. He shuddered with emotion and was deeply moved with tenderness and compassion. And he said to them, where did you bury him? Lord, come, I'll show you, they replied. Then tears streamed down Jesus' face. Seeing Jesus weep, caused many of the mourners to say look how much he loved Lazarus and Jesus said to them roll away the stone then Martha said but Lord it's been four days since he died but now his body is already decomposing Jesus looked at her and said didn't I tell you that if you will believe in me you will see God unveil his power and so they rolled away the heavy stone Jesus gazed into heaven and said father thank you that you've heard my prayer For you listen to every word that I speak. And now so that these who stand here will believe that you have sent me to the earth as your messenger. I will use the power you have given me. And then with a loud voice, Jesus shouted with authority, Lazarus, come out of the tomb. And then in front of everyone, Lazarus, who had died four days earlier, slowly hobbled out. He still had his grave clothes on, wrapped tightly around his hands and feet, and he covered his face. And Jesus said to them, unwrap him and let him loose. And from that day forward, many of those who had come to visit Mary believed in him. For they had seen with their own eyes this amazing miracle. And then lastly, uh, Mark chapter number 14. The heading is Jesus is anointed for his death and burial. So verse 3. So Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon. A man Jesus had healed. Leprosy and as he was reclining at the table a woman came into the house holding an alabaster flask It was filled with the highest quality of Fragrant and expensive oil and she walked right up to Jesus and with a gesture of extreme devotion She broke the flask and poured it out on the precious oil all over his head But some were highly indignant when they saw this and they complained to one another saying what a total waste It could have been sold for a great sum and the money could have benefited the poor. And so they scolded her harshly. And Jesus said to them, leave her alone. Why are you so critical of this woman? She has honored me with this beautiful act of kindness. For you will always have the poor whom you can help whenever you want. that as this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world, the story of her lavish devotion to me will be mentioned in memory of her. So just those three portions around Mary, and I'm gonna kind of contrast Mary and Martha a little bit, um, but what an what amazing woman. And from that first, that first portion of scripture that I read out of, it's actually Luke chapter number 10, a couple of things I want to bring out of there. So Jesus comes to their house, there's the two sisters, Mary and Martha. And it says here, Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation that he shared. And Martha, we know, was running around trying to do her chores. And Jesus says to her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled? pulled away by all these many distractions are they really that important mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet she's undistracted and i won't take this privilege from her and i just feel as we're coming to an end the year ending off quite abruptly and quite quickly i just feel that in preparation for the next season the lord's asking us these same questions how attentive are we and how much time are we spending at his feet and how much revelation are we absorbing through the stuff that jesus is this time martha was running around she was so busy distracted jesus loved her he clearly says yeah martha martha my beloved martha why are you upset and troubled pulled away by these many distractions are they really that important and I really feel like the Holy Spirit's challenging us and saying to us, things that are, things that are distracting us. Are they really that important? Are they Really that important? The things that draw us away from sitting at His feet. It says here, Mary has chosen the most important thing by sitting feet and i just want to encourage us when we when we take the time i feel like the lord's saying keep it simple when we take time to just sit at jesus's feet we center ourselves around christ we let go of the many distractions and things that aren't that important there's much revelation that he's wanting to download to to each and every one of us I was sitting, I think it was Wednesday morning, I've been getting up early most, most mornings and just breaking bread and just spending time at Jesus feet and just sitting and listening for what he was saying. And the Lord was actually speaking to me out of Ephesians chapter five, where it speaks about a husband and a wife and just about marriage and you know, just covenant and husbands love your wives, wives be submissive to your husband. The whole Ephesians five is a portion of scripture around marriage. But it's really interesting at the end of that portion of scripture, Jesus says, but I'm actually speaking about Christ and the church. So he uses our relationship with him, the church, as the bride and the bridegroom. And he's talking about a natural um, husband-wife relationship and intimacy. And he says, but I'm actually speaking about Christ and the church. And the Lord just revealed to me again, and it was so amazing. I went into this encounter um, just around intimacy and union with, with Jesus. It was like I could actually physically in the spirit see my DNA and just the fibers of my actual entire being, every, every cell just merging with Jesus. It was like this. And he just said, we won. I'm in you, you're in me. There's no separation. We know Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And we saw." So And I just, it blew my mind when the Lord just showed me how intricately interwoven we are together. And it was just beautiful. And he said to me, you know, if we compare the church and and just natural marriage, Adam and Eve in the garden, they had a choice. Adam could have chosen the animals, but he chose Eve. And it was a choice. And then it was a marriage covenant. They made a covenant with each other, committed to each other through life and death, through sickness and health, through richer and poorer, all the vows that, that we make in marriage. And then they consummated their marriage through sexual intimacy and where they became one flesh. And the Lord said to me, it's very similar with the church. He chose us before the foundation of the earth. Before we before we, mother's womb, He chose us. And there came a day where you and I made a choice and we chose Him. So just as Adam and Eve chose each other we chose christ we made that choice and then there's the covenant that jesus cut actually with himself within the trinity and he cut the covenant with us and that's our marriage covenant and then he said to me as in a marriage you have intimacy and you become one in the flesh and body soul and spirit as we eat of his flesh and we drink of his blood we become one with him and it was just so beautiful and so I want to encourage you. Take time to sit at His feet. There's many things He's wanting to just give us revelation about, and it's not just about our relationship with Him, but in business, in in government, in in the medical industry, um, just in every facet of life. He's wanting to pour revelation. But if we're distracted and we don't take the time to sit at His feet, we're going to miss out on some of the things that He wants to share with us. And then if we jump across to John chapter number 11. I just love this. Verse 2, Mary was the one who would anoint Jesus' feet with costly perfume and dry his feet with her long hair. And it's such a beautiful picture for me of, of intimacy. Just, I mean, we've done washing of feet you know we've washed many people's feet but that's just water and soap and you dry with a towel yes she was pouring perfume with oil and all kinds of spices and things mixed so it it would have been very greasy it would have you know once she had trying jesus feet with her hair i mean i don't think she would have looked as beautiful when she walked through town post that experience Mm -hmm. to what she did with her nice makeup on her hair blow-dried before she got to Jesus, but now she's weeping. She's pouring perfume over his feet. She's drying it with her hair, and it's all oily and sticky. And but just such a beautiful picture of of intimacy. And Jesus just so loved this. I, I think one of Jesus' primary love languages is physical touch. He just loved her touching him and pouring perfume over her and drying his feet with her hair and just just touching him. And Jesus us to touch him the way she touched him i mean even another picture of john the beloved where they sat around the table bread, and was sitting reclining with jesus, his head on jesus chest and just loving on jesus and jesus loving on him and he just wants us to just set time aside and to just love on him and to just touch him and to pour out our affections on him song of song says kiss me with the kisses of your lips you know, just speaking beautiful words of love and passion and devotion over Jesus like she did. There's a couple of interesting things here. <clears throat> um, it says here, Jesus loved Mary, Martha and Lazarus. Mary, just for me, when I look through these portions of scripture, just had a, for me a special place in Jesus' heart. Although he loved all of them. It's interesting if you compare the, the way Mary and Martha responded to Jesus for me is actually quite interesting. So when Jesus arrives at Bethany, this in in verse 17, they were with a lot of friends that had come to mourn with them. Martha hears that Jesus was approaching the village and it says, yeah, she went out to meet him. It's a little bit different to Mary's response verse 28 or 29 i think it is martha doesn't stay long with jesus though she stays there chatting with him for a while then she leaves she goes to her sister mary calls her away from the mourners and whispers to her the master is here and he's asking for you and mary responds when she heard this she quickly went off to find him and those friends who were comforting with her noticed how quickly she ran out And so they followed her and she fell at his feet in tears. And when Jesus saw her weeping at his feet, he shuddered with emotion, was deeply moved with tenderness and compassion, and tears were streaming down his face. Different contrast. Mary, in my view, walks out. She is Jesus. Yeah, she kind of walks out and goes, has a little chat with him. Martha. Martha, thank you. Did I say Mary. But Mary hears that Jesus is here, and not only does she hear that he's here, Jesus comes to town, to Bethany, and he asks for Mary personally. He doesn't ask for anybody else. He asks for Mary. And she drops everything. She's got friends and family there mourning with her. She runs to Jesus. She drops at his feet. She worships him. She just loves him. And a totally different response. And so my question is, how would we respond if Jesus came to Douglasdale? Would we be like Martha, who just kind of strolls on over, chats for a while and then leaves, or would we be like Mary? Would we run out? Jesus is at pick and pay. Would we run to Jesus? Would we fall at his feet? Would we just throw ourselves at him? And just love on him and just stay with him and just be with him. And it's quite a difference in their two responses. Wouldn't you love Jesus to come to town and ask for you personally by name? Like he could have asked for anybody in Bethany. But he asked specifically for, for Mary. Sorry Mark, came to and asked for Stu. on the top list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see what else I heard This was actually interesting. Just an observation, something the Holy Spirit showed me. Earlier on it speaks about um, the friends, many friends and family came with the sisters and, and to mourn with them. And it specifically mentions Martha and Mary in that, in that portion in verse 19. But in verse 45 yeah, it says, From that day forward, many of those who had come to visit Mary, it doesn't mention Martha again, it just mentions Mary. And it says, yeah, They believed in him for they'd seen with their own eyes this amazing miracle. And so they'd obviously seen Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. And I'm so glad you never died, bud. There was a, a time when I honestly thought you were going to die. But I knew that the Lord would raise you from the dead if you did. It's like I was actually waiting for a phone call from Debbie. And I was going like, to be like on the real life chat group, Guys, your needs to be raised from the dead. And I knew the Lord wouldn't let you die. Even if you did die, he would bring you back because of the, just the plan and purpose and destiny and the love that he has for you and um but it's so interesting yeah as they hung around with mary they got to believe in jesus they weren't actually believers until they were around Mary and they saw what jesus did and then if we jump back to uh mark chapter number 14. i just love the way the passion translation Puts it so this is when jesus at simon's house he had healed him from leprosy and they're reclining at a table and it says a woman came in holding a alabasca jask full to the highest quality of fragrant expensive oil and they reckon this oil was was probably made of saffron which they actually called the lover's perfume saffron and spikenard or nard which actually was grown in northern india in the himalayas and it would have taken a long time you know it's worth more than a year's wages and it just says here that she walked right up to jesus and with a gesture of extreme devotion broke the floss and poured the precious oil all over his head another place it says here wherever the gospel is spread all over the the story of a lavish... She has honored un- me with this beautiful act group of guys around to our place I think Johan was there um I think Francie was there just the guys going into Hillbrow with our team and some guys from from 24-7 we were going to kick the year off with our first night of celebration back up on the on the building before we're going ministering to the ladies on the streets and and to the guys and the Holy Spirit actually gave me this portion of scripture and I had a choice to make Let's be those that when Jesus comes to town, let's be those that he'll ask for us personally by name because we've taken the time. We've remained centered on Christ and made the main thing, the main thing. And I just want to encourage us as we continue going out onto the streets as there's so much more that's opening up. Let's never be like Martha, just running around, just running around. We need to be both, actually. We actually need to be, what do you call it? next year let's keep the main thing the main thing we can pack fossils. we can do everything we're doing but let's be found at jesus feet and when he calls for us by name and when he comes to let's be those that run to meet him and throw ourselves at his feet and just that extreme heart of devotion actually caused jesus to weep as he looked at, at mary just loving on him and just pouring out her her heart on him and then let's just set aside time to always remember we'll always have the poor with us we'll always have ministry to do but let's just continue to break open the alabaster jar of our heart and just continue to waste our lives on the king of kings and the lord of lords jesus the lover of our soul the one who died for us and the one who's looking forward to that marriage feast one day with him. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Awesome. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Ah, ba 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 ba. Sean Bernie, would you mind just? Thank you for listening.